Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com. My name is Eli Hagman, the Associate Director of Yachad. I'm hoping everybody's joining us after a meaningful and inspirational Yom Kippur uh, with just Sukkot um, right around the corner tomorrow night. Uh, after a nice lengthy break in between Jewish holidays. Um, we have an exciting show for today, which we've actually done once before. Uh, we were discussing the Spirit Initiative of the uh, Community Services Department at the Orthodox Union. The Spirit Initiative is stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspire thought. Uh, Rebbitz and Judy Steinig is here once again to talk about the upcoming program. Uh, and it's an interesting dynamic, the uh, recent retirees, simply because, like we started to discuss last week, uh, last week, the last time that Revitzen Steinig joined me, uh, the recent retirees, that gap for how long someone is going to be retired for is just getting longer and longer as the average age uh, continues to increase. So with that in mind, Revitzen Steinig, welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. It's wonderful to be here. We always have a great time and we do a good show. No question. So talk a little bit about the Spirit Initiative. Again, let's remind people what it is, who it's for, how it came about, and what the real goal is and how sh- people should be taking advantage of it. Okay. So the SPIRIT program started last November uh, in Teaneck. We did a four-part session there, and we had a rave reviews. The only complaint was they wanted to see more. Uh, we continued <laughs> I guess that's on. a good problem to uh, have. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We went into, in the middle of that horrible winter last year, we did... Uh, three sessions in Boynton Beach, and then two later in Boca. Bet you their winter wasn't as bad as ours. Winter was wonderful, particularly in the middle of the storm <laughs> when I got there, yeah. Uh, and people loved what we did. And then we continued on to four parts of four-part session in Woodmere, where, by the way, many of the people who had bid to previous sessions, including the Florida ones and the Teaneck ones, also joined us in Woodmere. Uh, this leads us to believe very strongly that the need for this programming is very, very important. Uh, the idea is is that as the baby boomers leave their professional responsibilities, they want are looking for opportunities for educational experiences and for educational stimulation, and that's what the Spirit Program gives them. So they, it's a way for recent retirees who are now, presumably after coming out of the workforce for 30, 40, 50 years, to quote-unquote be less bored. And right. to have the opportunity to still learn and to be engaged um, and to be an active part of the community. Yes. For so many of these people, they had very, very active, very high power professional jobs. And once they retire, I'm sure the first couple of weeks is very exciting. They don't have to get up early in the morning. They don't have to have all the pressure that they had. And then what? And the idea is certainly when people continue to be stimulated, continue to be educated, they're be- keeping sharp and keeping their health continues. While, of course, we are looking, as we said, for active retirees, which, by the way, in Woodmere, I definitely saw people in their mid-50s at the program. There were a lot of uh, retirees that were probably right, Even teachers. if somebody is not actually retired, yeah. they could still oh, be absolutely. intrigued and interested by the program. And and that will be absolutely appropriate here because uh, a couple of the programs are on days when people will be off, Veterans Day and Election Day. Mm-hmm. So we are certainly encouraging people to come. Uh, and even if people are not so active, <laughs> if they're already uh, into perhaps their 80s, 90s. We've had people of all ages come, and I can see by looking at the faces that they've all benefited. So again, let's talk a little bit more about the concept of being an active uh, retiree, because like I said at the start of the show, some of these people you know, have been working for 50 years, but now that they're retired, might not know and or realize 
that, hey, you know, I'm going to be retired for a long time. You know, retirement is no longer just a few years. People, it's not abnormal for people to be retired for 20, 30, Absolutely. 40 years. And that's basically a whole nother professional life that now they've got to occupy and fill with qualitative and quantitative material. Right. So what we want to do is encourage educationally. We want to encourage them to become active in their communities, perhaps by volunteering. Uh, at the program, they're going to hear about our new collaboration with STAGE, which uh, is an organization that will encourage them to become volunteers in their community, perhaps in schools, uh, perhaps with special needs. Uh, right now, because of so many people working and so many women working most organizations truly suffer that there are not volunteers to do the work that was always done in the 40s and the 50s and even into the 60s. Nowadays, there are no volunteers. So perhaps these active retirees who hopefully do not need the uh, salaries that, you know, if they have the, the, the proper finances to retire, will be able to fill in those gaps and do things that will be very meaningful to them. They can use their talents. Uh, to, that will benefit the community. So we're encouraging them to uh, get involved in these matters and then uh, obviously educationally to keep themselves sharp and to learn certain things that are necessary in retirement. And our various uh, uh, programs that we offer will give them certain uh, knowledge that we think is very, very important. So it's interesting here uh, looking at the upcoming program, which is scheduled to start uh, the week after Sukkis. Right, uh, The first program is scheduled for Tuesday, October 28th, and then it's each Tuesday for the next four weeks, something that's different, I believe, from this time around than the previous times you've done the Spirit program, whether it be in Woodmere or Teaneck or in South Florida, is that you're doing four programs at four different yes. community shuls in the same area. Yes, that's exactly right. We wanted to, it's, shul, synagogues always like to be the host of a program. And we have four wonderful, wonderful synagogues. We have many more than that in Queens, but we wanted to involve these particular ones, Young Israel of Jamaica States, Young Israel of Hillcrest, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, and Congregation Torah Semis. They're all within a very, you know, a close distance of each other. So we involved them. Uh, we involve some of their rabbis and other rabbis in the community, as well as various other professionals, which I'm sure we'll get to in our discussion. So let's talk a little bit about you know each program, maybe talk focusing on a combination of who the speakers and presenters are. But I think more importantly, why is this a topic that is relevant to the baby boomers who are now becoming of age to be recent retirees or active retirees? Um, and what is in it? What can they benefit from learning more? About this topic. So the first one, again, scheduled for Tuesday, October 28th, is taking place at the Young Israel of Jamaica Estates. Um, you'll have Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld speaking about the Torah perspectives on family relationships. And Susan Hollander, uh, an LCSW, speaking of, on a topic of It's All Relative, strategies for successful parenting, grandparenting, and interpersonal in-law relationships. I think it's fairly obvious why this is a topic that would be interesting and, and very often topics about family and relationships and um, kind of gets brushed under the rug and kind of just, all right, well, whatever it is, it is, and let's deal with it without actually dealing with it. Well, for one thing, we're starting purposely with this particular program because we want to start people in a positive sense. They've all just come out of Yontif where we know lots of different family dynamics take place as children often come home to parents or, or sometimes a switch. Sometimes parents will come and be with their children and their grandchildren, and all sorts of dynamics, hopefully positive ones, took place. 
but unfortunately, not always. And we want to have to understand what are the best ways to discuss and talk with your children and your grandchildren and, of course, your, the in-law relationships, which we know are extremely delicate. Susan Hollander is an LCSW from OHEL, and she certainly has wonderful experiences there. She works in the OHEL office in Farakaway. And uh was very excited when I mentioned this program, and she will be able to give us a, a lot of her strategies, a lot of what she sees in her practice there. And this will give the, the people that attend, the next time that they have to engage in conversation with perhaps a daughter-in-law, a son-in-law, what's the best way to approach something that might not be an easy discussion? It's a very interesting topic. I mean, being a son-in-law myself, there are always things that... You know, I end up having to suggest to my wife is, hey, you should talk to your parents about, or she'll say to me, hey, you should talk to your parents about, because neither of us either feel comfortable enough or think that we should be the ones to talk about something with them. I mean, as probably as being a Rebbitson for 30, a lot of years, <laughs> um, you know, you, you've probably had a number of situations where people are having, are really struggling with this. And it's just something that in our community, it happens, everybody makes in-law jokes, but nobody actually tries to figure out or learn and be more involved in figuring out a solution. And it's so, so important. Yes, I certainly have seen many things within the shul, within the community. I now, Baruch Hashem, am an in-law three times over. We just made our third wedding, Mazazo. thank God, in uh, June. And I... I work hard. You'd have to ask my two sons-in-law and my daughter-in-law if I've been successful or not. <laughs> but I've tried to work hard. My husband and I try to work very hard that you create that we create positive relationships with these young people who are now part of our family. When somebody marries in, it's not like they're taking your child away. We want to bring them into the family, and that's the most important part: is to make that in-law child feel that they are part. And, of course, their parents as well and their families. But it's the interesting more positive... that the example you used, just to pick up on something you said, um, was that it's not, you know, I'm taking them away, but sometimes the reality is, or the, the details are, the devil's in the details, but sometimes you can't physically be taking them away. If, let's say, you know, you both, you know, you grew up in New York and your daughter's husband grew up in Chicago and they end up moving to Chicago, you're... I'm not saying you, but, you know, the, a person's natural, natural inclination would be to, quote, unquote, blame the son-in-law. It's because of him that they're moving to Chicago, you know, and that certainly would create some feelings of resentment. And that happens all the time in the Jewish community. Right. I think people have to understand. In my case, I have two that live right in the neighborhood. That makes it a little easier. <laughs> Sometimes, it's also... But uh, that in itself has its positives and negatives. I have three grandchildren half a block away. Mm -hmm. So it, it's complicated. But Baruch Hashem, they're close by, and our machatanim on the West Coast have to create those relationships. But one of the things I believe this program will do will give strategies for how do you have an in-law relationship or a grandchild relationship that could be in Eretz Yisrael, that could be in L.A., and you're in New York. There are positive ways that we can use technology now to make that work. No longer is it you have to write a long letter. You can still right. write letters, but since nobody does that anymore. Well, no one would know how to mail them now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to use email, we need to use Skype, and we need to have retirees that know how to do all of these things so that they can keep those relationships going. I know of one grandfather who is so happy that every night he reads a story to the grandchild. Each one has a copy of the book. 
Mm-hmm. And he's reading on Skype. On Skype. Is, is that beautiful? That's great. I'll tell you, my daughter, I have a, th- a three-year-old daughter, and at least once a week, she has breakfast with my mom on Skype. Oh, how cute. My mom, or we use FaceTime, but my mom will sit at her kitchen having breakfast, and my daughter Ava will sit at her little table in our kitchen having breakfast, and it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and they're having breakfast together. These are the ways you don't have to be in the same room. You just have to make it work, and you have to have a positive attitude and a good sense of humor. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com. I'm being joined once again by Rebbitz and Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services, right here at the OU. And we're talking about the SPIRIT program, stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspires thought, uh, a recent brainchild of the Community Services Department of the OU, trying to engage um, recent retirees and active retirees uh, in different topics that might be of interest to and related to them. Um, Representative, moving along to the second topic we have scheduled for Tuesday, November 4th, which will take place at the Young Israel of Hillcrest. Um, you have Eitan Kobri, uh, a lawyer, speaking about longevity and the law, proper management of senior legal matters, and Rabbi Moshe Faskowitz speaking about the Torah perspectives on senior legal issues. Now, is this, are these topics or concepts of things that people who are in the active retirees, recent retirees grouping, haven't approached yet and things that they should be starting to think about? Or are these things legal matters that they're currently should be or might be dealing with and how to best deal with it as an active retiree? I would say that some people may have already dealt with it, and they probably dealt with it. Perhaps it was a problem with another with a parent, and they're saying, "Oh, I'm uh-huh, not." When gonna... it was their parent right. who was dealing with, interesting. And maybe that that's why they got on top of it. But many people haven't dealt with issues, and we tend to not deal with issues until it's a problem. Until you have to. So we want to, you know, talk to people about having. Well, first of all, having a proper will. Uh, that's certainly very important. To have health care proxies, to have their living wills, to have a power of attorney. These are all very important issues that have to be dealt with, and they should be dealt with before it's an emergency. Whenever you deal with things on the emergency level, it becomes a crisis and much more complicated. And we run into situations with, God forbid, we don't want to do it. Just like insurance. You do it so that you don't have to. We, we pay all sorts of insurance all the time with the hope that we don't need it. Right. With God's help, all of these things will not be an issue for 120 years. But sometimes things happen. And if a person, you know, goes with the Girl Scout initiative, you know, be prepared. Right. We're always in better shape. So Eitan Kobe will be speaking on these matters and other matters. And Rabbi Moshe Faskowitz, uh, who is uh, the rabbi of the Torah Center of, of Hillcrest and also Rosh Shiva of uh, Yeshiva, Yeshiva Madrega Sa'adam, will be talking on the Torah perspectives on these issues. So it's interesting. Are there other issues that are not only related to, let's say, either health or finances that would come up that are specific to people of this age group? Or is it more like these are some really tough, complicated issues that really need to be thought out and discussed and not a matter of like, all right, I'll write a will on paper mm-hmm. and just photocopy it. Um, you know, there are, especially nowadays, there are some real detailed, complicated issues that have to be thought up. Now, depending, of course, on a person's finances, and also, of course, if a person has a blended family, of which many of our people have, there are all sorts of complications that come up, and these things have to be dealt with properly, legally, ethically. Um, you know, you, we hear so many times, 
what happens, God forbid, after a person dies, if they didn't keep things up to date. Um, there are legal issues. There are also halachic issues in writing a will. And I'm sure Rabbi Faskowitz is going to deal with that. There are probably also legal, not legal, maybe moral issues in terms of who and how deals with these things. Because whoever it was who, you know, passed away or whatever was that didn't think of it or didn't deal with it. Interesting. In a one-room apartment somewhere in the city a story of magic unfolds There lived an old widow without any children Abandoned, forgotten, alone And she lived with the memories of barbed wire fences The darkness invading her dreams Oh, if ever a woman had reason to cry, then surely the woman was she. But never did she shed a tear. She asked for no answers, had nothing to fear. God's love is but hidden. In time we'll know why But today there's no reason No reason to cry Well it happened one Friday There just was no money Her table bare covered in white But she found a few pennies And bought a small candle Her Shabbos would still have its light And she lit the long candle Recited the bracha The deepest of joys in her heart When a gust of wind blew Through a crack in the window The flame once so bright had gone dark This time the pain was so great She tried to hold back But it was too late Where has my faith gone? She said with a sigh As a small teardrop formed On the edge of her eye straight for the candle as if with a mind of its own touching the wick 
the drop burst out in flames. Once more there was light in her home. No more could she hold back the tears. She cried out the sorrow of so many years. God's love is but hidden. In time we'll know why. But the heavens had told her it's all right to cry. Together to a place down on the land. Come with me, little Nishama. Don't shy away. Do as you're told. There's a little child waiting to be born today. You're to be his spark, his soul. But dear Malachal, no, I don't want to go. There is so much pain and evil on the earth below. Let me stay here up in heaven, where it's safe and I'll be. Don't make me go away. Can't you see I'm so afraid? Come with me, little Nishamala. It's time you faced your destiny. And as we fly beneath the clouds now, I will show you there is so much. You can be. Yes, dear Malachal, I can see Kedusha over there. Look, someone's learning Torah. There's another deep in prayer. I will stay here if you answer me. It's all I need to know. You must promise me, dear friend. That I too will be like them. Come with me, 
Signing to find out more about the Spirit Program or about any of these upcoming programs, please call at 212-613-8300. Again, we're talking about the Spirit Initiative, Stimulating Program Initiative for Retirees that Inspires Thought. Uh, this time around, which is all scheduled for Tuesdays beginning October 28th for the next four weeks, all coming up in Queens, co-sponsored by the Congregation Torah's MS of Flushing, the Young Israel of Hillcrest, the Young Israel of Jamaica Estates, and the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Um, Rebbe, we've spoken about the programs that you have coming up on family relationships scheduled for Tuesday, October 28th, and uh, legal matters scheduled for Tuesday, November 4th. Um, now let's talk about what you have coming up on Tuesday, November 11th, taking place at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Another interesting topic, you have Rabbi Shlomo Hochberg talking about the Torah perspectives on finances and retirement, and Elazar Prail speaking about a topic... Hatching the nest egg, ensuring financial security throughout the retirement years. This goes back to something we started talking about 
at the beginning of the show, it's not as easy as it once was, not saying that it was easy, to plan for retirement when retirement was five years, seven years, 10 years. Now retirement is 20 years, 30 years, could be 40 years, and it's a completely different ballgame in terms of trying to plan and prepare for these things. That is a major issue. You're absolutely right. And as we know, fewer and fewer people have nice pensions to rely on. There are some, and they uh, should be very thankful that they have them. But for those that don't have pensions, they have to make sure before they actually get into retirement that everything is going to work. And there are all sorts of formulas. There are more complications actually in the firm world because we have other expenses, and many times people are helping their children out. And Elazar Prail is an expert in this matter, and he will be dealing with this. By the way, um, another issue that will be dealt with between uh, the second and third program, I'm not sure which speaker will be dealing with it, but of course the idea of long-term care planning, mm-hmm. uh, nursing home insurance or you know, health care insurance, because these are all issues that affect people uh, as they get older. With God's help, no one should ever need that insurance. But if one does, it's extremely, extremely expensive to go into a nursing home that is not covered by Medicare. And people don't realize that until it's too late. So all of these matters that may seem dry or whatever need to be dealt with so that one can actually do what you should do during retirement, which is enjoy it. So let me ask a question. As you know, someone who has been dealing with com- the community and issues in the community for for a long time and now being involved with the spirit program what do you say to someone and how do you react to someone and i understand what they're saying when they simply say i got too much on my plate right now i'm going to deal with this later now later could be next week which would be ideal but later could also be in 15 years when oh man now i really got to deal with this okay When people say that, and believe me, in our community, everybody does have too much on their plate. No question. However, later is too late. Later is now. If if somebody waits to try to get long-term care insurance until they're retired, it's going to either – they're not going to be able to get it because their health will not – Will uh, will have declined enough. Will have to the declined, point where it's and they not will, worth and they it. will not. They, no, right. they won't be accepted. It's not worth it. If I'm saying for the insurance program right, right, to give it to them, right? Or it'll be so expensive that it's they not can't worth it. They afford it. it. Um, and if they wait to try, you know, if they're trying to pay their bills now, and they can't put aside for the retirement, by the time they are retired, they won't have the money to retire with. We know Social Security is not going to pay enough for people. They need to make the plans now. And of course, the more people put aside for the retirement. It comes off pre-tax from your wages, depending on your plan, or you can deduct it or whatever it is that will help you tax-wise so it doesn't cost as much. But it is so critical to do whatever you can. I think all of us are wishing that we would have done more in earlier oh, times. Oh, sure. I, mean, I but think everybody knows start. that, right? Everybody start. knows that they need to do it and that now is the time. But especially nowadays, it's, it's just it's so hard. easy to just say, I'll do it soon. Right. And then soon gets pushed off because 35 other things come up. Right, right. But these are the things we have to take care of because when we don't, this would be something that later on, God forbid, our children are going to have to deal with. And I can tell you, going back to the first session, that there would be nothing, no worse way to make problems with in-law relationships than having your children have to deal with your finances, with your will. Meaning then you'll make problems will. not only with in-laws, but you'll have... You'll cause for the tension and arguments between grandchildren and siblings in terms of 
we've got to deal with this now. And this is a very uncomfortable or unwarranted position that mom or dad has put us in. And it might not be so easy to make the best of it. Right. One has to have a plan. One has to have a legal plan, a financial plan, and go forward with it and make all these. This is the tough stuff. There's no easy way to do it. But with God's help, going to this program will give us strategies that will make it a little bit easier. There are professionals out there to help, and we need to make use of them. I think it's very interesting stuff, and I hope that people are actually smart enough to say, this is stuff that really applies to me. I've got to come out and find out more about it. So if you're interested in finding out more about it, you can always call Rebbitz and Judy Steinig at 212-613-8300. She's the Associate Director of the Community Services Department at the OU, and we're talking about the SPIRIT Initiative, stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspires thought. Um, and like we mentioned earlier in the program, this is the second time that we've spoken about it on this program, but the fourth or fifth set of cycles that you've been doing um, about the SPIRIT program, offering it in communities like Teaneck and Woodmere and Boynton Beach and also somewhere else in South Florida. Boca. Okay. Boca. Uh, and I'm sure that there are plans to continue to do uh, it and to offer it all over the country because the Jewish community is all over the place and there are retirees all over the place. Absolutely. Um, just before we continue on to the last session to talk about uh, that topic, I want to thank uh, Revitz and Steining for selecting today's music. And here we go. spoke about the soldiers who would beat him. They laughed at him. They tore his long black coat. And he spoke about a synagogue that they burnt down. And the crying that was heard beneath the smoke. But Sadie made us laugh. Sadie made us sing And Sadie made a kiddish Friday night And Sadie, oh my Sadie How I love him so And Sadie used to teach me wrong from right And many winters went by And many summers came along and now my children sit in front of me. And who will be the Zadie of my children? Who will be their Zadie if not me?
Morning and welcome back to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nacham Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined once again by Reverend Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services, right here at the OU. Um, Reverend, just uh, we're talking about the Spirit Program, a program that you and the Community Services Department thought up uh, a few years ago. You've done a number of different um, programming now all over the country. Uh, the SPIRIT program, for those who aren't familiar, is stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspire thought. And the concept here is to engage recent retirees and get them thinking about whatever it is, things that might relate to them, things that might relate to their family, to their community, uh, because the, the reality is that retirement is just a much longer period of time than it once was. Uh, someone who is now retired after working for 40 years could be retired for 40 years, and that's a long time uh, to be planning for and to be thinking about, uh, potentially with no income coming in. Uh, but, you know, some might have, but you got to plan for this. Um, the last program that we're speaking about as part of this set of the Spirit Initiative, all taking place in uh, Queens, is scheduled for Tuesday, November 18th at Congregation Torres MS of Flushing. Um, and Dr. Hani Dorn is speaking about keeping fit after 50, mental and lifestyle strategies to stay sharp. And Rabbi Dr. Richard Weiss is going to speak about the Torah perspective on staying healthy. Why? I think it's obvious, but let's talk about it a little bit. Why is this a topic that needs to be addressed and should be discussed? It's so important once people get a little bit older, when things start slowing down, to do things that will keep them sharper. If anybody reads the, uh, there's a magazine, which I now get, AARP, uh, which always has different puzzles in it and all sorts of things that will help people to maintain that sharpness. People that read, that do the crossword puzzles. My own father, Knaina Hara, turning 95, has done the New York Times crosswords puzzle every day from since I was little. Wow. You know, all these different things keep one sharp. Meaning, because the concept is, the idea is, 
is that when you're actively working and when you're, you know, going to work every single day is that this is happening, happening naturally for you without having to make the conscious effort to stay sharp and to keep engaged and to keep your mind on the ball, so to say. So it's really trying because now if you're retired, you're not having as much on your plate. There's much less stress to deal with and you're not actively doing things all day, every day that would require you to always be on your game. So the more you can stimulate yourself, the more you can keep yourself sharp. And of course, once you're doing that, it, it all it all works. So it's really both talking about keeping your mind and your body sharp in terms yes. of staying physically fit. As you get older in age, your body also starts to break down and wear down a little bit. And you have to do what we can to counter exactly. the natural right. body's tendency to... Slow down. Slow down, right. <laughs> Whatever we can do to keep ourselves sharper. Look, we know that people have been living longer <clears throat> naturally for years upon years. I mean, how many years ago was it that that the, that age 50 and 60 were considered old? Right. Now, 90 is not old anymore. But now 90 is not old anymore, and even more so with just the fact that everybody's getting older. Also now with more and more advances in medicine and technology, <laughs> people are living much longer than ever before. So you can live longer. But we want to keep it a quality. A, a quality it's life. not just a matter of, oh, well, somebody was 100 years old, but they were active and involved and engaged for all 100 years. And you years. hear about that. Thank God you hear about that more and more, that people are living longer and living sharper. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, people might remember, some of our listeners, that they heard the sad news that, that Rabbi Jan Kelowitz from the Bronx, a former neighbor of ours, Snifter, at the age of, I believe it was 103. I think it was, right, he was a Roshiva at YU. He's been, yes. you know, I heard that he was teaching Shear every day. Well, every day. It's a funny story. He was 100 years old. That, that they had to one day, the IRS was very unhappy about this because, who you know, they figured somebody was pulling something. They had to videotape him giving Shear. Because they didn't believe that they he didn't was still working. It. They didn't believe he was still working. Working, teaching, giving teaching. Shear. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. No, amazing man. And when the time came, the time came. But he had an amazing quality. But the, meaning nowadays, that's such a, a rarity to hear of somebody still working and or even mm. not working at the age of 103. But over the next five years, 10 years, 50 mm. years, we're gonna, we're that's going to be the norm. Right. It'll be the norm for those who work hard to maintain those lifestyles. Well, well it's everybody's right. responsibility unto themselves to maintain right. those lifestyles, to stay sharp both physically and mentally so that you're able to live that much fuller and right. longer life going forward. 100%. I think it's so interesting. So interesting. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. You can listen to us every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. immediately following JM in the AIM right here at NachumSiegel.com. Uh, I'm being joined by Robinson Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services here at the OU, and we're talking about the SPIRIT program, a four-week series focusing on uh, stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspire thought. Uh, to find out more about the program, you can speak to Robinson Steinig at 212-613-8300. This time around, uh, it's being taking place at four different shuls throughout Queens, the Young Israel of Jamaica Estates, the Young Israel of Hillcrest, the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, and Torah Perspe- and oh, I'm sorry, and Congregation Torah's MS uh, of Flushing. Robinson Steinig, maybe speak for a minute about um, who you and the OU are collaborating with in order to be able to put this program on. 
we very, very much appreciate the help of our co-sponsors, uh, which is STAGE, which is an organization that will actually be coming to the program and speaking about volunteer opportunities and other educational experiences that they can impart. Uh, we, everybody in Queens, of course, knows about the Margaret Teets Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. Uh, there's very few programs that go on without Margaret Teets, uh, which is a division of Center Light. And we truly appreciate their being involved with us. And, of course, OHEL Children's Home and Family Services, which is so important in the Jewish community. So registration for all these programs, just to give a little more detail, is going to be the same throughout each week, ranging from October 28th all the way through to November 18th. Registration will begin at 12.30, and the program is 1 to 2.45, which I guess also fit, even in terms of the when in the day, would fit the needs of Absolutely. recent retirees. This program doesn't have to be at 8 o'clock in the morning and probably shouldn't be at 8 o'clock at night. Exactly, exactly. Um, all programs are open to men and women, and uh, the registration fee is in advance, $30, and gets you access to all four sessions. All four sessions. Or you can pay per session uh, at $10 a piece. If you want to reach out to Rebbitz and Judy Steinick to speak and hear more about the Spirit Initiative, you can call her at 212-613-8300. Again, it's Tuesday, October 18th, November 4th, November 11th. Tuesday, October 28th. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? October 28th, November 4th, 11th, and 18th, all taking place throughout Queens. And, of course, the plans are to continue doing this program uh, in other places across the country. Are there other places specifically that you've already identified as wanting to do this program or people and places who have come to you saying, come to us, come do it here? Well, we're not speaking about they are now, but yes, there are places that have, have shown have certainly shown an interest and we're trying to accommodate them with, you know, using the local talent within the community because that, that's what you need to do. You need to know who the resource is in your community to do the program. So it also, it's interesting, I just thought of this now, but it probably used to be that, you know, the automatic where to do this program, the default, would probably just be South Florida. But it's no longer the case. It's not that, well, again, I think it's because retirement is no longer just five or eight or ten years of sunshine. It could be 30 or 40 years, and people are not just jumping to move down to Florida anymore. I'm sure there's a huge retiree community in Teaneck, in Long Island, in Westchester, in Chicago, in L.A., in everywhere and now it's our responsibility to make sure to reach out and get to them. That's exactly it. Retirees are everywhere. And often you may have one spouse retired and the other one is not retired. So that's, that's, that's probably a, that's, an interesting that's, dynamic that's another, as yes, well. Yes, yes, So these are things that you want to keep one sharp and one not just you know in front of the TV set all day or anything like that. You, everybody should be going out and doing and doing for themselves and, and learning what they can do for the community. But that's, that's probably a very interesting dynamic in itself. Let's say you have a husband and a wife and one of them is retired one of them isn't. That probably can also – is basically introducing a whole new dynamic to their marriage. Yes. Even if someone has been married for 40 years and this is a whole new you know, curveball being thrown in there. I think it's very – I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister who's a teacher um, in the Nassau County public school system. And she's going to retire at 52 or 53. She's going to be retired at 53. I'll be working for another 40 years, God willing, by the time I'm 53. But I'm saying for, for a husband and a wife, it's going to be a different new yes. obstacle to, to meet about, to learn about, and to come to some understanding about. 
Interesting. Maybe there's a new topic for the next bird initiative. That's a, you know something I hadn't thought about until now. That's a good I'm idea. I'm not even going to charge you for it. Free to <laughs> charge my advice. Maybe you'll come and speak <laughs> on it. I don't know that I must add yet. I'm only... You've been listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, my name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I've been joined by Rebbitz and Judy Steinig, the Assistant Director of Community Services here at the OU. We're talking about the Spirit Initiative, stimulating program initiatives for retirees that inspire thought. You can find out more about the program or other opportunities through the Community Services Department by calling Rebbitz and Judy Steinig at 212-613-8300. Uh, Rebbitz and Sinek, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. We wish you the best of luck with the Spirit Initiative and all the other programmings and the new Spirit Initiatives that are coming down the pipeline uh, going forward as we continue to move uh, forward here um, at the OU. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to wish everybody an enjoyable Sukkot um, from all of us here at the OU, at the Orthodox Union, and also from the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com.
It's all that I have left. Oh, I know that God in 